Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. Tonight, with there being five Sundays in this month of November 2020, it's the second of our occasional Praise and Salvation Meetings. It's also, of course, the first Sunday of Advent, and from next week our Salvation Meetings will have that special Advent focus. And I'll be glad to welcome Major Anthony Colclough of Derby Central, who'll be speaking to us next Sunday. But for today, let's settle back and enjoy what might once have been called a Sunday afternoon extravaganza of praise, worship, testimony and inspiration. And we have bucket loads of all of these today, just as God has buckets full of blessings to give to us. Let's begin, as always, with a great song. Number 966 in our songbook, Make the World with Music Ring, while with heart and voice we sing praises to our God and King. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Great words by Commissioner John Lawley have been part of our Salvation Army for many, many years. I recently read Commissioner Lawley's biography, and what a fascinating life he had, from humble beginnings as a farm lad in Norfolk to being the trusted ADC to both the founder and General Bramwell Booth all around the world for so many years. What I was most struck by in the book was his total dedication to his saviour's work. He had a family back in England, and yet he was away for anything up to 10 or 11 months a year, seeing souls saved every single day, and preaching, teaching, singing solos, writing songs as he was asked to for various different meetings and occasions, anywhere and everywhere the general went. And he never complained. He just got on with it. If we ever seem busy or feel that the demands of the army seem too much for us, we should perhaps reflect on the sacrifices of such saints in our organisation's past and thank God for the lawlies that we've been blessed with. Yet life does seem busy, even in lockdown and I've been glad to see many of our Salvation Army Corps just as busy and even busier over the past year than we might have been ordinarily. And there are, of course, many times when our officers and soldiers may have just had to stand back, take a deep breath and say, Lord, give me peace. We have no song that expresses that need better the number 777. These are not Salvation Army words, but it's one of three good songs in our book by John Oxenham. Well, that name was actually the pseudonym of the poet William Dunkley, for many years a teacher and deacon at Ealing Congregationalist Church in London. And before we pray, we're going to sing together this great song. My favourite verse is the one that says... Come occupy my silent place and make thy dwelling there. And we're going to use that beautiful arrangement by Len Ballantyne that makes use of the secular melody, Shenandoah.
Lord, we come to you this evening with hearts full of praise for your goodness to us. This has been a year like no other that any of us can remember. Yet though the world changes before our eyes every day, your love for us is unchanging. Your faithfulness to us lasts forever. Your grace sufficient to meet our every need. And so we thank you, Lord, for that love. And we would ask you for the strength daily that we need to help meet the needs of other people around us in this world. For we know that this world needs you so, so very much. We know that you are the answer to all the world's problems, including poverty, loneliness, all unfairness, greed and idolatry. And we know that so many people out there are looking for an answer, looking for a solution to all these very problems. And yet, Lord, we find that they are reluctant to look to you. Maybe this is because of our own failings as Christians in the past and as a Christian church in the past. And for that, Lord, we say sorry. And we ask for your wisdom as we enter into the future. But come into our world, Lord, now, we pray. And strengthen us, your people, in our resolve to take you to the world and to hold you up with confidence as the answer to all those problems. Bless us all, we pray. Amen. Let's sing again now, and it's song number 965 in the songbook. Let us sing of his love once again. With that chorus, I believe Jesus saves, and his blood washes whiter than snow. Hallelujah. We're going to sing verses 1, 3 and 5 of this song together, but we'll have two choruses at the end, please. <laughs> Thank you. 
last song from the singing company this evening is another real favourite. You can follow the words in your songbook if you like, or even sing along. It's number 931, one of many great songs we have by Commissioner Arch Wiggins. But this one has a great melody by George Marshall as well. was the singing company of Manchester Citadel there, setting our feet tapping with that great song. Our Bible reading this evening is taken from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 13, and we're going from verse 7 to the end. This evening I'm going to be reading from the Living Bible. God has given me the wonderful privilege of telling everyone about this plan of his. And he's given me power and special ability to do it well. Just think, though I did nothing to deserve it, and though I'm the most useless Christian there is, yet I was the one chosen for this special joy of telling the Gentiles the glad news of the endless treasures available to them in Christ and to explain to everyone that God is the Saviour of the Gentiles too, just as he who made all things had secretly planned from the very beginning. And his reason? To show to all the rulers in heaven how perfectly wise he is, when all of his family, Jews and Gentiles alike, are seen to be joined together in his church in just the way he had always planned it, through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Now we can come fearlessly right into God's presence, assured of his glad welcome when we come with Christ and trust in him. So please don't lose heart at what they're doing to me here. It's for you that I'm suffering, and you should feel honoured and encouraged. When I think of the wisdom and scope of his plan, I fall down on my knees and pray to the Father of all the great family of God, some of them already in heaven and some down here on earth, that out of his glorious unlimited riches, he will give you the mighty inner strengthening of his Holy Spirit. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvellous love. And may you be able to feel and understand, as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep and how high his love really is, and to experience this love for yourselves. Though it's so great that you'll never see the end of it, or fully know or understand it. And so, at last, you will be filled up with God himself. Now glory be to God who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts or hopes. May he be given glory forever and ever through endless ages because of his master plan of salvation for the church through Jesus Christ. Amen. I think that since the army lost regular weekly praise meetings, there are many pieces in our band journals that have struggled to find anywhere to be played. By that, I mean what we might once have called a good Sunday afternoon selection. And into that category, I'd perhaps place Ray Steadman Allen's excellent selections that were made up of songs from the Gowans and Larson musicals. We're going to put that right today. We're going to hear from the Boscombe Band and the selection from Glory.
father-in-law Malcolm Andrews is our core songster leader here in Lincoln and I know that he's really missed choosing the pieces for the brigade to sing in our meetings each week this year. I guess a lot of our leaders have been feeling like that and of course many of our bandsmen and songsters too have missed the opportunities to rehearse, learn and perform music to the glory of God in 2020. Anyway, I gave Malcolm the opportunity to choose our songs to piece for this afternoon. Only for me to discover that I didn't have a recording of it in my collection. Oops. Well, the Salvation Army Music Index came to my rescue on this occasion. So here are the massed voices of the International Staff Songsters and Morriston Songsters with Nick King's great arrangement, Praise His Holy Name. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
I mentioned at the start of our meeting that we'd be including a testimony in our meeting today. And so there is. But first, let me tell you a memory of my own. When I was about nine years old, my parents moved to the lovely Salvation Army Corps at Camborne, down near the foot of Cornwall. And I had two of the happiest years of my life there. So much so that I've ended up going back to that same area for my summer holidays most years in my adult life since. And I always enjoyed going back to the core and renewing friendships with so many very, very special people who I had first got to know back in my childhood. Almost all of these dear folk are now enjoying their well-deserved reward with their Lord. And heartbreakingly, there is no active Salvation Army Corps in the town at all anymore. Although I always have to revisit the old Camborne Fortress in Vivian Street whenever I go back today. Well, Camborne became known to me as the Testimony Corps, and I could write some rather long chapters in a book about the influences and effects that the testimonies I heard there had on my own life. And I want to tell you tonight about one dear old gentleman from Camborne in particular. Retired Sergeant Major Joe Francis was unable to get to the Corps very often by 1972 due to age and infirmity, both of his own and his wife. In fact, during our time at the Corps, my dad eventually had to conduct both of their funerals. But when they could attend, it always became a special occasion. Sergeant Major Francis was one of the men who wore one of those old-fashioned uniforms with lots of red stripes on the arms and lion-tamer bars across his chest. And he also proudly wore his long-service medals. But much more than that, that man could testify. He could testify so well that my dad, who spent hours each week preparing his sermons for the meetings, sat painstakingly at his typewriter, would quietly take his sermon notes and drop them back into his briefcase as the sergeant major spoke, for he knew he wouldn't be needing them that day. Joe Francis would start his testimony by standing at his seat and telling us all about how much his Lord meant to him. And then he would start singing. Dear Bandmaster Ken Norton would have slipped over to the organ in preparation for this and he would start the accompaniment and before long the whole congregation would join in. And then Sergeant Major Francis would go on and then another chorus and then the testimony would change into a challenge. He knew he wasn't going to be able to go on forever. And he also knew that if the call was going to thrive, then someone else needed to start to step up. And what started as a testimony ended with lines of people kneeling in rededication at the mercy seat. What great memories those were for a young lad to take away from Camborne a while later. It's not often now, perhaps, that a testimony moves us so deeply. But what we have today is something just as special. I've known Katie Harding since she was a young girl in the singing company when I first moved to Portsmouth Citadel. 
She was always a prodigiously talented young singer and not a bad trombone player when I was wipey band leader as well. I always loved to hear her voice when she sang solos, first with the singing company and later with the songsters. And of course, when later she joined the international staff songsters, so many people all around the world were also able to hear and be blessed by Katie's beautiful voice. Let's hear from Katie now. Hi, I'm Katie Harding. And whilst not a serving Salvationist, my links and roots are strong and very important to me. If you cut me, I still bleed yellow, red and blue. One of the main reasons I don't attend the army regularly is location. I'm an international music teacher, which means that my family live a nomadic lifestyle as we move from country to country. The last two years were spent in Hong Kong, where the Salvation Army thrives, but in Cantonese. Makes it very difficult to worship. An absolute lifeline has been Facebook and the ability to continue Salvation Army friendships from across the world that have lasted for years and years, and to make new friends too. One of my favourite groups is the National School of Music, Cobham Hall Group, where we share photos, music, memories, and have even come together to create a virtual reunion choir during lockdown. This year has been bonkers for everyone, but ours took a turn for the worse this summer. My contract had ended in Hong Kong and I was due to take up a post as Head of Creative Arts in Wrocław, Poland in September. Travelling round the world with me are my husband Graham and my youngest daughter Miriam, also known as Mim. My oldest, 21-year-old Tabitha, is at Aberystwyth University and was in between year two and three. We'd come home for the summer and were staying in Cumbria, which is our home in the holidays. Tabitha has had health problems for a number of years. When she was 18, she had major reconstructive facial surgery and still managed to come out with great grades for A-levels. You can hear how proud I am of her. Two years ago, she lost 80% of her hearing in her left ear, which was thought to be the result of a virus. Since then, she's had suspected pulmonary embolism, Bell's palsy, spots in her eyes and severe balance issues, a lot for a 21-year-old, then 20. I was consistently worried that these were linked in some way or maybe were the result of her facial surgery, but medics didn't seem to see a link. My family and I like to climb mountains and on this occasion we were three quarters of the way up Blencathra when we got a phone call from Tabitha to say that her optician had discovered that her optic nerves were massively swollen. He expressed extreme concern and arranged an emergency appointment with an ophthalmologist. My heart sank to my boots and I felt so sick and all I could think was this is really bad. We decided we would drive to ABBA the next day and I kind of got it in my head that if I got to the top of this considerably difficult climb, Tabba would be okay. I broke down and sobbed near the top while stuck literally between a rock and a hard place. Over the next couple of weeks, we went backwards and forwards to Aberystwyth and to cut a very long and frankly frustrating story short, it was discovered that these illnesses were all the fault 
of a massive brain tumour on the left side of Tabitha's brain. It's called an acoustic neuroma, a malformation of cells in the acoustic nerve. It is a benign tumour, thankfully, which grows very slowly, and her neurosurgeon at Cardiff suspected it had been there for between 10 and 15 years. It had not invaded her brain, but had pushed it to one side and was wrapped hard against the cerebral cortex and all around the major nerves that control function on her left side, hence the Bell's palsy, spots in her eyes, the hearing loss, all of it. She was given a matter of months to live if they did not operate immediately. Excuse me. However, although there were huge risks associated with the surgery, which, to be honest, I can't even talk about now, he promised her that her prognosis was good. Her surgery took 16 hours with two teams working. Her fiancé, her dad and Graham and myself stayed in Cardiff. Even though we couldn't see her because of Covid, it felt, it felt better to be near her. Surgery started at 8am and it was the longest, most awful day I have ever been through. The anxiety was like a constant fizzing pressure sat on my chest and stomach without any let up. Even talking about it now, that anxiety returns. We walked the dogs, we played Uno, we played Boggle, anything to stop us thinking about the worst. We paced, we sat down, we paced again. I tried to pray, but I couldn't form any words. Then in the afternoon, weirdly, a peace flowed over me and we all felt it. My mum in Portsmouth too told me afterwards that suddenly she was calmer. The fizzing lessened. I sat quietly. I was able to watch rubbish TV. I even snoozed. Just after midnight, the call came through that Tabitha's surgery had been a complete success with no damage and no disability, which were the major risks. They had had to leave a small part of the tumour in to avoid damaging major functions. But our wonderful neurosurgeon, Mr Mohammed, was not worried about that at all. He said it would be constantly checked and they would keep an eye on her. Well, we were all a wreck. But when I got back to the hotel, I just could not sleep. And I went back onto Facebook to tell our support team. You see, part of my support team was the Cobham Facebook group. I had asked them for prayer a few days previously and they did not let me down. As I looked through the page, I realised that early afternoon... Greg Davis, the group's founder, had put praying for Tabitha right now. And from there on, friend after friend after friend, right through the afternoon, had written praying now. Excuse me. We had answered prayer in the form of peace for our family and healing miracles for our beautiful Tabitha, through the amazing neurosurgery team at Cardiff Hospital. The support for all of us has come from our Salvation Army links. A small team formed themselves around us very early on. My beautiful and long-standing friend, Jane Brill. Lynette Gregory from Bogner is the ultimate prayer warrior and a constant support. 
Jean Croucher and Margaret Chisholm in Scotland, who I'm not sure we actually met, but knew each other through our Salvation Army roots and links. And Major Claire Durrant from Aberystwyth is even now supporting Tabitha because here is the most amazing thing. Tabitha returned to university this week. She didn't miss a single lecture because she just worked online, but was able to return to Aberystwyth strong and focused. Throughout my life, highs, lows, mistakes, even a period of atheism, I was always aware that there was a creator of the universe who kept an eye on me, who thought I was worth the effort. He has shamelessly used my Salvation Army friends and the music to keep pulling me back in. And he did not let me or my Tabitha go. On our long journeys between Cardiff and Cumbria, Graham and I were kept sane by listening to another good and loyal long-standing friend, Mark Harry, and his wonderful podcast, Going to the Army, and Fortress Radio. We were frequently moved to tears by the music, often having been part of the ensembles and we were able to share memories and what that music meant to us. It kept us grounded with messages of hope, forgiveness and healing. And healing is my favourite one at the moment because my beautiful Tabitha is going to be fine. I thank God for the friendships, for the music, for the Salvation Army, but most of all, for my daughter's long and continued life ahead of her. Thank you for listening. I wish you every blessing.
Katie, everyone, just be assured of that truth. God will never let us go, because his love for each and every one of us, his children, is somehow even more than the love that we as parents have for our own children. God bless you, Katie, and Tabs and everyone else listening to this meeting, either on Fortress Radio or through the podcast. And never stop loving God. He is always faithful. And Lord, give us the strength and confidence to share his wondrous story with everyone we meet from day to day. Let our lives be our testimony of faith, to those who we meet. And may your love shine right through us to them. What better song could we conclude our meeting with this evening than number 855? I will sing the wondrous story of the Christ who died for me. It's quite appropriate then that we're going to use that great bright setting by Gordon Camsey and Portsmouth Citadel songsters, complete with both Katie and I, will lead us all in the singing. Thank you to all who've taken part in our meeting this evening. After our benediction, the band are going to play us out with one of the great marches, Victors Acclaimed. And until next time, God bless you all.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, today and forever. Amen.
Thank you.